Welcome to track number three of Perfection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we lift our hands. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Lord, we don't want to give you something that has no value. We want to give our hearts. We want to give our soul. Lord, we give you our life. We give you our soul. Mandola ma sebele marula. Mandola ma mande. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Did you have a good break? All right. We are going to talk about the perfection of Abraham. And I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 21. The perfection of Abraham. How many of us realize that Abraham was somebody whom really uh, has been lifted up by the Lord? And has been called the father of all men and women of faith. Is that not so? Is that not so? Alright. So then, Abraham is a special example of someone who attained a certain level of perfection. Amen. Amen. And remember we said that the man of God might be perfect, wanting nothing. So how many want to be perfect? Huh? You want to be perfect? So how many are aiming higher than you were aiming before you came for the camp? Okay? So what's your aim in the church? Your name? Marie. What's your name? What's your aim in the church? No, 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 no. Don't say me that at all. Look, nobody should be vague. Do you see? Everybody wants to love God, obey God, whatever he says. If God wants it, we have heard those. But you must have an aim to be perfect. Sister, I didn't know you had another baby. You have not told me. Doctor, I thought you would have told me by now. Or you don't know about this baby. (laughs) Mercy. Zimbalistic. So, uh, what's your aim, Marie? Let's go back. Okay, Peter, what's your aim? Yeah, good. What's your aim? Start many churches. You see, like John Wesley, isn't it? Miranda, she wants to be like John. Isn't she quite different from John Wesley? 
but she wants to be like Joe Wesley, the highest and the best. Amen. Okay? Amen. What's your aim? To be a seed. Very good. What's your aim? To be a full-time minister. Good. What's your aim? To be an apostle. What's your name? Freddy. Freddy. What's your name? Tabo. Like Tabo in Becky. (laughs) Is it the same Tabo? Okay, Tabo. What's your aim? To be a missionary. So you see, there are people who have an aim to be a president. Aim to be a prime minister. Aim to be something. Ain't it? Ain't it? But you must aim to be perfect. Whatever is perfect for your life. All right? And how many know that we are all not going to be John Wesley? And we are all not going to be Bonke? And we are all not going to be Benny Hinn? But you'll be something. And if you don't get A, you'll get B. And if you don't get B, you'll get C. But if you aim for D and for E, you can easily drop into under F. H. You can get H. Nobody should aim to be a pastor's wife. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a good vision. Forgive. You must aim to be a minister. Yeah. You can't be a pastor's wife. You just sit there. Oh, that's for me. I just want to be a pastor's wife. Sit down and then be there. When, the, when, he's, when, the, when your husband is talking to people after, you will be annoyed. Why are you talking to her? Why are you talking to her so long? Zigzag. <laughs> but you must aim to be a minister. A minister, a woman minister. Go and read God's generals. All of God's generals. Okay? All of God's generals, the generals of God, all those guys, right, have passed away. And today it's very difficult to walk in this earth and see any sign of any of those people's ministries, except the women. Yeah. You can't find any sign of Alexander Dowie's ministry. You can't find any sign of A.A. Allen's ministry. You can't find any sign of uh, uh, Jack Cole's ministry. You can't find any sign of all these so-called God's generals. F.F. Bosworth and so on. You can't find any sign of their ministry. But we can find a sign of Maria Wood... uh, We can find a sign of Amy Semple McPherson, Foursquare Gospel Church. In fact, I have personally benefited from her ministry last two weeks ago because Foursquare Gospel Church invited me to speak to all the pastors. They have about three or 4,000 pastors in Nigeria and I was invited to their annual conference with all their pastors. But there are so many that they have to come in two groups. First come, group comes Monday to Wednesday. Second group comes Thursday to Sunday. You know? Yeah. And I have personally uh, experienced her fruit. Another person whose fruit is around is Benny Hinn, who is sort of like a fruit of Catherine Kuhlman. You know, so we every day we benefit and see Four Square Gospel Church. Do you have some in, in South Africa? 
You've not heard of four square gospel. It's one of the big denominations in the world. Yes, Matthew Ashimelo was also a four square. A lot of four square churches all over the world. The four square stands for Jesus the Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Healer, Jesus the Baptizer, and Jesus the Soon and Coming King. Four things. That's a four square gospel. Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Healer, Jesus the Baptizer, and Jesus the Soon and Coming King. Yeah, four squares. Four square gospel church. Do you see? Huh? The four gospels. It's also stand. Why are you in four square gospels before? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it heaven? Is four square? No, but I know the four square stands for these four things. That's what it's done. Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Healer, Jesus the Baptizer, Jesus the Son and Coming King. At least that's what they told me. And, and I was in I was in Abuja. Oko, did I go with you? I was in Abuja to Four Square Gospel Church in Abuja. Very powerful. And as for Catherine Kuman, I always see Benihin. So I see her seeds. Women. Women. So if you are here, you plan, I want to follow a man. Some of you ladies are more intelligent than the men. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't say to you personally, I say, you, you are clever, you are more intelligent than your husband. I have to say in the preaching generally. <laughs> Forgive. Yeah. So you 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 in as much as God has made it such that you have to submit to them, you understand? Don't let it worry you. Don't think you are inferior. It's just a position so that there will not be confusion in the earth. You understand? But some of you are very clever, very anointed, very powerful. So don't have a vision to just be, I mean, a pastor's wife. That's my goal. I want to be the wife of the pastor. Oh, please. (laughs) Aim high to be a minister. If God blesses you and it happens to be a pastor you marry, then you add it to his. I'm a pastor's wife as well, but I'm a minister. Yeah. It's an additional something. You get it. You see, our visions must change. And we must become visions, we must have visions that are aligned to God's eternal purpose for our plan. Then all these things, they will be added. Amen. I've never had a vision to have a pair of shoes. I just have them. It's not something I'm working for. I'm planning for. Which shoes will I wear next year? Where will I get shoes from? I just have one pair of shoes and it works for me. Don't look at my shoes. <laughs> I'm blessed I'm more blessed than Prince Charles of of Prince of Wales yeah in fact these days I'll start comparing myself with Prince Charles the Sultan of Brunei and those guys I'm I'm above them more blessed because Bill Gates ah I forgot about Bill Gates 
One day I was drinking tea in my office. I said, oh, I'm more blessed than all these. They should come and see whether who is happier. <laughs> you see that I'm, I'm happier than they are. What do you think? I belong to God. I said, I belong to God. I don't know who they belong to, but I know who I belong to. I have an owner. Yeah, whose I am. My, there's, a, there's a rope around my head, my neck, connected to God. As an owner. When there's a problem, I just pull the rope. They are trying to catch me. They are trying to catch me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The perfection of Abraham. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. Now, the first um, mark, if you like, of the perfection of Abraham is that he had reached a place of testing and examination. You see, God himself had got to the place where he had to now do an exam and actually test Abraham. When you go to school, medical school, any school for that matter, it's not at every time that you can be given the final exam to do. You have to have gone through first year, second year, third year, done this, written this, passed this, done this, before one day you will have the privilege of being presented with a test which if you pass, you will become a doctor. So a test is one of the signs of perfection. And Abraham got to the place where he walked with God so much that God decided now to test him. And whenever God is testing you, it means he's about to promote you. Because every test is always comes just before the lifting. I'll see the lifting of the Lord upon your life. So some of you are going to be tested because you've heard enough, you've come long enough, you have received certain things, so you are honored that you reach a place where now God is going to try certain things and see whether you really believe what you say you believe. And for you to be passing through such a test or going through such an examination, it shows that you've reached somewhere in your work with God. We are getting to the end of the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 22. He started appearing from chapter 12. He appeared, first of all, at the end of chapter 11 and chapter 12. By 22, we have had at least 10 chapters of Abraham. Isaac has been born and things were really advanced. So after a certain walk with God, you begin to face and experience certain things. God will now test this particular thing that you've been claiming. This particular thing you've been talking about, this thing to be brought up, he will assess you, he will test you on that, he will test you on that. Oh, expect it. Expect it. And the higher you are, and the higher you are going, God will present certain things. Now, what are God's tests like? 
God's tests are often contrary to our expectations of what we think God will do to us. You see, maybe there's an expectation of peace and God gives you war. There's an expectation of prosperity and God gives you poverty. Eat it and see. Maybe there's an expectation that there will be everything will work. Now he gets you to the place where nothing works. Yeah. There's an expectation because you see, brothers and sisters, it was just a few verses behind when there was a problem at home. You see, everybody, those of you who have stepchildren, or you have children, try not to have, but if there is, remember, remember something. That if you are going to marry somebody who has children already, or you are married to somebody who has children already, don't try to deprive the person of his children that he had before. Because they are very much his children. Just as the children that he has with you. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Because before uh, Sarah, she was, although they say she was a holy woman of God and all that, I mean, she had her ways. You know? She had her ways. She had a dark side. She drove, she drove, she, when she, Hagar became pregnant, Hagar despised her and she complained to her husband. And her husband said, do whatever you want to do. Just do whatever. The Bible says that as Sarah dealt hardly with Hagar and she fled from her face into the wilderness. And Sarah was like, I don't care. You can be the way they can die there. Die there. As far as I'm concerned, I'm in my house with my husband. I'm going to. And this time, Abraham didn't say anything because he didn't have any child with her. She was now going to have a child, but he didn't have a child. Later on, the angels of the Lord told the Hagar to come back and submit. So she came back to the house, and I think they managed to stay together for some 11 years. When the child Isaac was born, Ishmael was standing there mocking, and Sarah again herself came and she said, This girl, this woman must go. This must go. And the Bible says, This time, Abraham didn't tell her, Do whatever you want to do. The Bible said, The matter was grievous to Abraham, it was grievous to him because of his son, Ishmael. Then God told him that he prayed, you know, and God told him, for Ishmael, I will bless him. But Isaac, Isaac is the one who will become the person that I have decided that he will become, even though I'll bless Ishmael. I'll bless him, okay, because he's my child. Are you understanding? Yeah. Now, if you if you see that um, story, he says, "And let it not be grievous in thy sight because of thy lad. In Isaac shall thy seed be called." Amen. I will bless Ishmael, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Now, listen. You can't find it it's somewhere. Listen. You don't bother to find it. Listen. Now, all that Abraham has known about God is his blessing and the seed and the miracle. 
now God is bringing a new, different revelation. Kill the one whom last time, remember I told you that he is the one in whom thy seed shall be. Remember that one I told you. I brought a new revelation now. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is changing. This is where now you see whether you are a man of God or a man of principles. Whether you follow God or because God told him, you see, and see, this is how we all, all of us are like that. We have had this message. God will bless you. God, because when you read the Bible, you see that God will bless you. It's easy to see. It's easy to see that God will bless you when you serve him. I mean, there's nowhere God has tried to spoil people's life. Always helping people. Always saving. Always showing mercy. Always loving. But now a new message has come. Which seems to be taking away the blessing that it seems the same God was giving. Yeah. Why do I not have a child? Why do I not have the money? Why do I not have the husband? Why is my husband dead? Why has my wife died? Why is my wife leaving me? Why is my husband leaving me? Why is that? Some of those things, eh, they are even tests. You may not know. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. Where the thing that is seen God as the one who put the eggs there is the same God who has scrambled it. (laughs) But it is heading you for the highest blessing. The Tower of Babel. The guy said, let us make for ourselves a tower and a city and a name. God looked and said, these people I will scramble it. So he scrambled their language. <laughs> when you speak, you think I'm insulted. When I say this, yo, he's done. this and that. Now when I speak gun, when I speak tree, when I speak whatever, you don't understand. When you speak soto, tusu, sata, whatever the language you have, I don't understand it. So now we don't understand ourselves. And we were, the whole thing was scrambled, was scattered. And God told Abraham, See those people, they said they will make themselves a name. They made themselves a city. Come. I will make you a name. And I will make you a great nation. Follow me. Come. And he made it. How did he become great? By believing God. And he followed God so well for 10 chapters that God said, this guy is good. (laughs) Anytime God sees that you are good, I tell you, you wait and see. Anytime God sees that you are good, anytime God sees that you are making it, he will blow a wind like that to sprinkle something into the system that looks different from all the other messages you have been preaching. I'm preaching. Abraham, over mother, you have done well. Well done. Well done. Well done. You've done well. For any time I say something, you follow. When I say this, you do. When I say this, you do. Leave your father's house. You left. Go here. You did. Do this. You did. This, this, and that. So don't man go. Everything. You are obeying. Tithes. Everything. You pay tithes. She said, I mean, the guy was good. I mean, he was really good. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. 
That guy. That guy was good. And God looked from heaven and said, the guy is good. The guy is not bad. And it's true. Some of the servants of the Lord are not bad at all. I mean, when God said this, they go, where did God say this? So now God wants to see whether really, really, you're a good guy. I'm talking about the perfection of Abraham. Yeah. And some of you, you have loved God. You have served God. And, and, and God is saying, not bad, not bad. I won't tell you now, but not bad. One time I was going through certain things. Because you see, the serpent that Adam didn't deal with in Genesis. By revelation, it had become a dragon. (laughs) Certain things, when you don't deal with them, by the book of Revelation, it has turned into a dragon. <laughs> and I realized that certain small, small serpents that I had not dealt with and been dealing with, they had grown into medium size, size 12, size 14. Dragons, dragons. <laughs> One day I cried and I said, Lord, wouldn't you help me? I said, God, wouldn't you help me? I've helped so many people. Why don't you help me? One day I heard the Lord tell me, I'm sorry, but I have to do this for you. I need to. I've heard it before. Where I heard it within me, the Lord says, I'm sorry that I have to take you through this place. Pains me, but I, I need to do it. Excuse me to say. (laughs) Excuse me to say. I need to take you through this. Some of us, we were angels before we got married to ourselves. God had to expose us to marriage. So that certain things that you were seem to be perfecting will be fully perfected by means of certain storms and winds. Fire. <laughs> Are you listening to me? And some of you have been hanging around. God says, okay, not bad. Not bad. You followed me nicely for some 10 chapters. I'm going to send something that will look a little different from the first few messages. The ones I told you that I'll bless thee. Remember that message? I'll make you great. And then the specific one I told you about Isaac, that specific one, I'm coming to scramble it now. And you will see something. Something you cannot control. One day, I was talking to Bishop Nick. And he told, 
he said he came into town. Certain things were happening. And certain people were saying certain things. And he lifted his hand. He said, one day, these people, they will see something they cannot control. You meet something that has, when you press the remote, it doesn't work again. (laughs) Are you listening to me? And so some of us, we have lifted our hand, I want to serve God. We have lifted our hand, I want to do this. And then God will say, okay, now go. And we will see, we will be watching to see. Because you've, you've not been bad at all as a church member. You've not been bad at all. I mean, you are, you are not bad. I mean, you are, you are almost perfect. <laughs> but then God will test you. I want to see how far you will go with me. And as you keep doing better and better, they always come, I tell you. <laughs> one day, one day, I was, I was, I said to myself, I, I don't know what God can take from me again. Yeah, I, I thought about it. Now, I don't have anything. And I was surprised. I don't know how shortly after, I don't want to talk, <laughs> go into the details. <laughs> I was, I, excuse me to say, I was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Hey, there is something God can remove from you all the time. Are you listening to me? So, get ready. Because some of you are not. In fact, for the fact that you are even at the camp, excuse me to say you are not bad. a very good sign because the camp was by selective invitation. Is that not so? It's not a general camp. So the fact that you are sitting here, excuse me to say, you have been through certain things and even your pastor has seen certain signs and now God is going to throw before you because he loves you. Amen. Spare the rod and spoil the child. One day I took my belt. I was beating my son. I beat him and beat him and beat him. When I finished beating him, I realized I had not beaten him for a certain thing. So I called him back and I beat him again. <laughs> Excuse me to say, I beat him. <laughs> some of you your fathers didn't beat you ain't it now you are behaving the way you are behaving you are just mulliganos because nobody beat you that's why at the age of 14 you were having sex. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying is true. Some of you had even started having sex before you had your period. Don't say, oh, hey, hey, I think you know what I'm saying.
There are people in South Africa who are giving immunization against babies. Immunization by their parents. Injection. As if having a baby is a disease. Give them, the father gives them every, every uh, three months, give them, uh, what do you call it? Depo Provera injection to prevent pregnancy. Is it not true? Doctor, is it not true? Yeah. As if the pre- pregnancy is a disease. The father has to inject you. Instead of beating you, he's injecting you. So, we are not bastards. So, God is going to send us things to soften us. One of the things we need in all of us is humility. We need to become cooler and cooler and cooler and cooler. And how many realize that after certain sinyazos, you yourself, you just become cool. One day I went to a restaurant and the waitress came to serve. She came, she went, she came, she went. She, then I said, young lady, why, why is your face like that? You, you are not happy. Why? I said, are you sad? She said, no. <laughs> you are not happy? Uh. So I said, you, you don't have a boyfriend? Oh. Uh. I said, why don't you have a boyfriend? Excuse me to say they're all bad. <laughs> they're all bad. All men. I said, I said, all men are bad. She said, yeah, all men are bad. I said, including us. Then she was laughing. Amen. After being through certain boyfriends tell you, I love you. And you realize that he doesn't love you at all. You just become cooler and cooler. When you see them, hi, baby. (laughs) I just called to say goodnight. Let's kiss and say goodbye. (laughs) I won't be seeing you any longer. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. Hey! After some time, when they when they start to talk, it's like a goat saying, "Man, man, man." It doesn't affect you. Amen. So, expect your tests because you are not bad. How many think you are not bad serving the Lord? You've not been too bad. Raise your hand. Realize that you've not been too bad. Are you ready for the test? (laughs) No test. (laughs) Then you will stay at the same class. Yeah, there will be no promotion. Two days ago, a pastor asked me, what, what do you think is the cause of ministers stagnating? Stagnating. They don't go forward. And I said fear. Fear is the greatest reason. Because every new thing you do in the ministry involves fear. You'll be afraid. 
The newest thing which I'm doing now, which is uh, um, the Healing Jesus Crusades. You get it? There was a lot of fear in it because what about if anybody, nobody comes? Do you see? What about if nobody comes? Yeah, because people have crusades and nobody comes. They are depressed totally. Even this crusade that Ben Hill went for in Nigeria, it was, I mean, it was not at all like how they presented it. And when it was, oh, the field was empty. I don't know why the people didn't come back. Oh, the, because they are rigged millions. And the people didn't come like that at all. So the people were just half. So when he came, he was very disturbed. And he came in a helicopter. So you can see the fields empty like that. Oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and he was saying he has spent so much money on this crusade. Millions of dollars. You know? You should have seen the place. You give your life to Christ. They have to bring you in a bus to come to the front. It's very far. <laughs> yeah, take a taxi and come to give your life to Christ. It's fearful to do anything new. But at the end of the day, you become so glad that you stepped out. I remember this same church some years ago. What was that room that we came to? That auditorium in the university? Acadia Campus Technicon. Some room there with a few people here and here. Courage them. Who was there on that day when I came? Yeah. One, two, three. Raise your hand if you were there. Good. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Two lines like that of people. <laughs> As if it won't work. But God will bless it. Amen. And when that time comes, don't run away. Yes, One of the frightening things in medical school is the exams. You will be afraid. Terror. <laughs> Fright. Because it's so difficult. And it's so scary because they can fail you. On, if, they, if they see your face, they'll just ask you something. <laughs> so just ask something. Huh? Yeah. I remember one day I was sitting, the, we, the, we were sitting there waiting for our oral. No, nobody spoke. <laughs> we just sat there, like, like how you say the room is full. For about one hour, they come and call some. It's like they're calling you to your death. So you sit there and they call, not like this, then you go out. It was frightening. But except you go through it, you never become a doctor. That's the only path. And I want to tell you, ministry and everything that God has, learn it today. Believe me today. There is a frightening place. God said to Abraham, I will make you. So, you see, it was in the original plan. So, it means that what was now happening was all, it's all part of the original plan. I'll make you great. I'll make you a nation. I'll make your name great. This is the plan. That's the plan that's happening. That is the plan that is happening. I said, that is the plan. That, the marriage is part of the plan. The sinyazo is part of the plan. The life is part of the plan. The mission field is part of the plan. What you are going through is part of the plan. God knows it before. But you have to still pass to the test. And God did tempt Abraham. Yeah. Allow him 
to take you through. Trust him. I said trust him. Amen. 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 How many are going to flow in the greatness and perfection of Abraham? All right. Now, the next one. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Second step to the perfection of Abraham is to take thine only son, whom thou lovest. What is precious to you? Everybody has a precious thing. And when God calls for your precious thing, then it means you are being taken to the highest because God will give you in exchange for that something very precious. Hallelujah. When God takes your precious thing, he will give you something precious. And many of us, our precious thing has never been asked for. Now you see me, when I was called into the ministry, and you see there are some things I can't talk about, but these ones I can talk about because they are quite long ago and it's, you know, easy to talk about. So I just want to use that example. But when the Lord called me into the ministry and uh, I had to take and give my life, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a car. I had a car. I didn't have anything. We didn't have anything. Reverend Saki had nothing. But we had potentially a life ahead. Potentially, we had money in the future based on our professions. Do you understand? And what we could earn potentially and the life we could live potentially, we gave it to him. Azarina. Potentially. Potentially. The life we could have had. We gave it up. And took a different life. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. The potential happiness, if you call it happiness. But see, I don't see these things as anything. Anyway, but we have to say it that way so that you understand it. Yeah. You know, potentially, I had to give up the Isaac. He said, take thy son. And God said, whom thou lovest. Some of us, we love money. One brother came to my office one day and said to me, Pastor, I love money. <laughs> huh? Yeah. He said to me, Pastor, I love money. Excuse me to say, I love money. I will never forget that because I have not yet met anybody who is so bold to say, I love money. I had not yet met somebody who loved money. But today he is a missionary. Here. Yeah. In a very dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing it happily because he changed. Even I will never be born again. Was changed, able to change. How much more you and I? I see you changing. I said, I see you changing. How many can already feel that you are changing? Yeah. Yeah. Take Isaac, whom thou love. I'm talking about perfection. Our theme is perfection. The highest possible level. 
The highest of everything, the highest of morality, the highest of honesty, the highest of sacrifice, the higher anything that is there, the highest possible perfection. And Abraham was perfect before the Lord, I believe. And so God said, not bad, not bad at all, not bad, not bad. I can see. You're good. It's good, it's good, it's good. Well done. You see that move? It was good. See that thing you did? Hey, Charlie. Good. (laughs) It's good. Now, take thy son Isaac, your precious thing. One day, I was lying down in my office on my couch. It was service was coming on and I was praying. And uh, I went, had a mini vision. I don't know what it was. But they were singing upstairs. And I was just quiet alone. Suddenly, I saw myself still lying on the couch. And then an angel came into the room and brought a lamp. And the lamp was skinned. The, the skin was white. You know, like when you skin a thing and it's hanging there. Little lamp. And presented to me that it's ready. I should do what I want with it. I had two options. Either I eat it or I sacrifice it. And suddenly I said, I cannot eat it. I must sacrifice it. I will never eat it. I will sacrifice it. And I came out. At the same time, as in my position or in my, my work or whatever, something was supposed to be done for me or given to me or done for me and so on. And the Lord spoke to my heart. That is it. Burn it. Never accept it. Never receive it. It's finished. Never expect it again. And I gave it up. Of course, I cannot go into the details. And after that, I thought, oh, I'm finished with this kind of sacrifices. I was there when the Lord came to me again and said, you know, this and this. From now, I want you to live like this and like this and like this. Do this, this and that. I was surprised. I said, Lord, it's not possible. I mean, what you are saying is imaginary. These are all things. They can't, you can't. I have come to say, as I walk with the Lord, you'll be there and say, okay, now we are moving to the next stage. Not bad so far. Let's go on. Not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. Not bad, not bad, not bad. The sound... Not bad. Come, there's another something. <laughs> not bad. Look, I don't want to lie. Some of you are not bad at all. Believers, you are straightening your life. You are ministers. Some of you are pastors. Some of you are holy. Some of you compared to her. Some of you, some years ago, you'll be sitting here, spams will be dripping out of you from different clients and different customers. If Christ had not dealt with that serpent, by now it would have turned into a dragon. <laughs> Excuse me to say. <laughs> expect it. Expect it. Expect it. Expect it. I came to tell you, not bad, but expect it. I said, not bad, but expect it. Not bad, but expect it. Expect it. Expect it. And when it comes, 
Don't drive away your test. Embrace it. Run to the cross. Embrace the cross. Don't run away from the cross. And during the shame, he took the cross. He made his mind to go to Jerusalem. He went to the cross. He ran to the cross. Oh. Don't run away from it when it looks right. That is the thing that is going to make you. Look, the other day, I was, yesterday or the day before, Sunday night. I said, you know, the Lord has told me, look, don't, don't, don't be, a, don't, you don't have to be, a, there's nothing, there's no, there's, the word shame, shame. Shame is part of our dressing. When you finish dress, you put on your pants, your this, your other things you put on. When you finish, wear shame. Christ's shame. Never feel that you are being embarrassed by God. God cannot embarrass you. I was preaching. I was going to pray for the sick. Yeah, so I did some fundraising and so on. The atmosphere was quite funny. And after that, I was praying. Say, my God. You remember the atmosphere was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny. The day before, we had a lady who had Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hodgkin's lymphoma is cancer of the lymph nodes. And she had these lumps that had come up on her. She felt an intense heat of the power of God. The lamps vanished. And she believed that she was healed of the cancer. And I also believe. The next day she came and asked her, God, I saw the lady with the Hodgkin's lymphoma come. Is, is it really God's? Oh, it is disappeared. Totally. Anyway, so as I was looking, and I look at the atmosphere, I said, if I pray for the sake today, there, nobody will be healed. I know. The atmosphere, the people. And it will be some way to end this whole program. The la- we have had miracles. That we have had miracles. We have had power. We have had a glorious time. I'm coming to end on a very broken foot fundraising with, I mean, miracles that are not working. And I thought to myself, as I stood there, I cannot be ashamed of anything. I will do what I must do. So I decided to just pray for the sick. Pray for the sick. If you are healed, come. Come and see miracles. Well, I, said, I could not hear at all. I was totally deaf. I can hear. We were on the stage. One, two, three, four. I mean, amazing. After that, I said, hey, if I had not, I would go home not knowing what I left in the congregation. Zimbalistic. Many of us, we, 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 will, we will live the best part of our lives, the choicest. It's like when you are eating meat. Do you like pork? Yeah. Do you know the skin of the pork? That's, we call that the wele. Is that a yeah. wele? Everybody say wele. wele. Uh-huh. Excuse me to say wele. <laughs> Roasted and grilled. Spies with fire. <laughs> One day I was eating some, and my daughter came and she said, Daddy, I want that part. I said, I also want that part. <laughs> because I know that is the nicest part. We all know the young and the old, we know that that's the nicest part. The choicest part. 
and many of us, the sweetest and the choicest part of your life and your ministry, you will leave it out because of fear. It was right before you. You were going to enter it. And the serpent showed his face. What you must be afraid of is to follow the devil's plan. Not of God and what God is doing for us. Amen. One day I had a vision. Suddenly I found myself on a beach. And I was walking. You see there are some beaches where the, the, uh, there's some undergrowth. You know? There's a beach but then like these shrubs because there was a lagoon nearby. So I was walking. I've been at a, a lagoon just like that before. You know, so I was walking. It was like there was there were uh, what do you call it the uh, shrubs around. So I was just looking at the ground like that to see where I go. Then suddenly I saw a snake in front of me. And when I saw the snake, the snake raised up the head, did something. And when I saw the snake, no, I said, I've studied snakes in school. This snake is a green snake, and green snakes are not dangerous. So I was looking at the snake. I said, no, this is not a dangerous snake. So I said, hey! Hey! And the snake ran away. So I said, you see now? It's also a dangerous snake. So I was going on. Then I saw another snake coming from that same place. Then I said, what snake is that? Then I looked at it. The snake was doing some. Then I was, stand, I was standing at one place. I saw the snake doing certain moves. Then I said, no, it's a python. Python is not a dangerous snake. Pythons are, they eat mice. They are not, they cannot kill anybody. It's, it's not a dangerous snake. So that this python was doing as if it's a python. Then it ran away. And suddenly, I decided to just look down. And I looked down by my foot here. Have you seen a viper? The head of a viper. With the, the shape is like an arrow. It was by my foot here. And I just jumped up when I said, so the thing was distracting me. My real problem, the, the real danger, what it can kill me. Because a viper, when they open them, the teeth are sleeping under their mouth like this. When it opens, the, the teeth come like this. Like that. And then they, you, are, you are finished. It was there. So I realized that Satan's strategy was to make me afraid of things that are not frightening. And the real dangers of my life that can kill me, that is by man. I was now looking at a green snake, and the green snake was big, so that when I do and I step like this, I'm dead. Satan has made you afraid of things that are not fearful. The real thing that will kill your life and that will destroy you and that will finish you is right there. That's what you should be afraid of. You should be afraid of not following God. Like Kenneth Hagin said, people say it's costly to obey God. He said, I will tell you, it's costly to disobey. It's more painful and costly to disobey God than anything else. It's better to obey Him. You have a better life. And there I was with a green snake. And I was green snake. I know green snake. After these snakes. After these snakes. Did you not study snakes? See the man. So I said green snake. Python 
is a python a dangerous snake? So some of you, you are afraid of, ah, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of that. Hmm? My father, my mother. My mother will say this. My friends will this. My dad will that. My dad will that. This are, and the real danger. The viper, I say the head of the viper, I can see a fat head like that. When you see a, sh- a snake with a shape like an arrow, it's from the class Viperidae. We have two snake classes, Elapidae and Viperidae. Elapidae are the cobras and the black snakes and so on. And Elapidae are the vipers, rattlesnake, and those type of things. And they cause vasculotoxic effects in the, in the body. Bleeding from inside, old sores, and other places start to bleed. And the Elapidae cause paralysis of the nerves. So you, you die by not being able to breathe because the control of your breathing will go. You can't, the nerves cannot move the muscles, so you die from that. I know I knew about snakes. I knew about snakes. Yeah. I learned it in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me to say. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. What you must really be afraid is not to put Isaac on the altar. What you must be afraid is what will happen if you don't put Isaac on the altar. That's the one you must fear. Like that day. And I said, no, I won't go home without praying for the sick. You know, one day I was in South Africa. I was here. I don't know where. Remember, we, we had a small meeting. That thing, you were here. You were here. That room up there. When I finished, because the Lord had been telling me, I must pray for the sick. Always for a long time. One day I had a vision. Somebody appeared to me in my study and talked to me about the crusade that I'm having. I should do this crusade by all means. Anyway, so I was in South Africa having a service. And I was praying. I was about to close. And I heard a voice that if you don't pray for the sick, I'll kill you. Yeah. If you don't pray for the sick, I'll kill you. I heard it. I started to pray for this. There was a guy who was either blind or half blind. I don't know if anybody remembers that. I never. Years ago, we were just in a corridor there. We had moved from that first place to another place. I think Dr. Mills had just arrived. Just, you had just come around at that time. Yeah, it was an evening. And he was the only person who came. He said, I could not see. I can see. Just sat down. And you see. I know. What you must be afraid of is what will happen if you don't do. That's, that's what you must live in fear of. That's the viper. Cobra, you can do like this. You just do it. Go out. Green snake has no power. Viper. It, one day I was in the laboratory in the zoology lab in, uh, in, in the in, uh, University of Ghana and there was a big viper in a cage. And you see, this thing is flat like that. And the, the guy opened the mouth. That is when I saw what the fangs are like. He held it. He held the head. And they opened the fangs. And you see them like that. They open like that. Big, long like my fingers. And it slips. The head is flat. So you think there's nothing in it. When it opens, then it stretched out like this. And suddenly the snake moved. And struck the guy. Small scratch. 
that was pandemonium. Hmm. We were watching to see whether he would die. <laughs> Excuse me to say. <laughs> what you must fear is what would have happened if you had not put Isaac on. You would never have been Abraham, Father Abraham. Today in Ghana, in South Africa, in Uganda, in England, everybody knows the name Abraham. There is no part of this great wide world that does not know the name of Abraham. Tell me who knows the name of anybody who was building the Tower of Babel. Whether you can mention even one name. Those people who were trying to do it for themselves. See whether any of them is known today. Rather, the one who was not trying to make a name for himself and the one who was trying to obey God, he is the one whose name you go to Kolegono, any corner of Ghana in the north, the south, the east, the west, Cameroon, everywhere. Everybody knows Father Abraham. <laughs> yeah. Amazing that the one who is not trying to do it for himself is the one who was given the name. And then the nation. Every day when we put on our television, we will see his nation there. Every day. Every day. It's very unusual for you to put on the news and you not see something about Abraham's nation. (laughs) More than 10,000 years after. God can do for you better than what you can do for yourself. Anything. Is it prosperity? Is it riches? Is it honor? Is it life? Is it wealth? He can do better. He can do much, much better. What you should be afraid of is if God withdraws. That's what you must be afraid of. May you pass every test. And may nothing be precious before you when you see God. Like Paul said, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but done for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may gain Christ. I count them as done. What is medicine? Some time ago, I'll go to, when they ask me, what, what's your work? And I'll, I'll say, I'm a doctor. I'll say, I'm a doctor. One day God told me, you are shy, you are shy of me, you see. You feel, you feel ashamed about me, right? When you say, you are, you, now, you, don't, you are not a pastor, you are a doctor. I say, Lord, I'm very, very sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm ashamed of you and of your work. From now, I'm a priest. And they ask me, what do you say? I'm a priest. You don't work here, I don't work. I'm a priest. I'm not ashamed of him and what he has done for me. He's the greatest. I belong to God. I said, I belong to God. Amen. Stand to your feet, everybody. The perfection of Abraham. How many are becoming perfect like Abraham? Wow. The next step to the perfection of Abraham is immediate action. You see, unless you move immediately, most of us never become perfect. You see, there's nothing more urgent than God. Oh, Pastor Obi, what do you think? (laughs) 
Pastor Oko's life is more perfect because from the first day that he finished school, he came to work in the church. Total. He belongs to God. Who myself? <laughs> Who I am? I belong to God. I said I belong to God. My life, can you imagine at my age of 62, I am now going to start the ministry. What would it be like? I will be criticizing pastors. I'll say, I will say something like, oh, look at Pastor Ray McCauley. I mean, if he's a man of integrity, why is this happening to him? Why is that happening to him? You see? I'll be talking nonsense, foolishness. And the serpent that I didn't deal with will grow into a dragon. <laughs> it's a dragon, dragon. <laughs> Immediate action. Immediate action. Bible say early in the morning. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. I said early in the morning. Early in the morning. They didn't want lunch time to come. Because by lunch time there will be certain negotiations. And Sarah will call and say, where are you going? What is happening? My son. Where are you taking him? Even after this, you see that Sarah was not heard of. And he got another wife. Yeah, Keturah. You realize that when she heard you are coming to kill my son. <laughs> I'm sure that was the end of the marriage. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You are going to sacrifice my son if it were not for a certain sheep that you saw at the last minute. You would have killed my only son. I'm sure that was the end of their marriage. Early in the morning. 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 There's nothing like early in the morning. That's why those who don't have their quiet time in the morning usually do not have their quiet time. Because things that don't happen early in the morning, they usually they don't happen. You may plan, you may try, you may strategize. But unless you do it early in the morning, it will come and pass. And you see that it's gone. And it's gone forever. That's why I like to encourage young people. Choose him first. Choose him first. Choose him when you are fresh. When you are young. When you can remember things. When you can solve problems. When you can answer questions, when you can think, when you are fresh, when you have zeal, energy. Because a time will come when your zeal will fail and your desire will fail. Look, me, even at my age, I can see sexual desire has different levels at different ages. The Bible says that, and desire shall fail when the grasshopper shall become a burden. You see the elders will be lying by each other like that. Darling, are you there? Bye. Good night. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the wife will answer, I am there. That is why, that is why some elderly women have affairs with young men. Yeah. I know some aunties and I mean elderly, they like young, young boys with fresh energy and strength. <laughs> Excuse me to say. Because the elderly brother, their desire has failed. And that desire is connected to testosterone, which is connected to your drive and zeal in life, generally. Do you understand? And as those things go down, the drive, the energy level, the desire to move, to fight, to be... As you grow older, you stop fighting a lot of things. Yeah. Look, even parents, the zeal they have for the first and the second is different. If you are last, but do whatever you want to do. Just do whatever you want to do. Don't want to go to school, stay at home. Just be at home. Just be there. If you are firstborn, second, those areas. And when you are down there, let him do what he wants to do. Let him eat. Let him sleep. Let him. It's okay. It's up to you. It doesn't matter. Leave them. They are suffering too much. Let them sleep. Yeah. My son was doing exams. I used to wake up at 4 a.m. every day. 4 a.m. If I come home at 2, if I come home at 3, I'll call. I'll wake up at 4. Get up. Then I'll set my alarm. 4.30. Because I know where he's laying. He will sleep. So I'll get up. You sleep. Get up. Wake up. Learn. Learn every day. I did exams with him. Past questions. This, 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 this. I learned everything they were learning. I became a student of geography and all kinds of things. I was looking at it that for the next one, two, three. Especially the last one. I said perfection comes by immediate action. I said perfection comes by immediate action. Because when you don't deal with the serpent that you see in Genesis by the book of Revelation, it has turned into a dry gone. <laughs> How many have realized that certain things, when you don't deal with them early, they will grow and turn into a dragon? Yeah. That is why you have to deal with them, fight them, kill them early in the morning. There are some things you shouldn't discuss. You should just do. And let me just throw this. Your wife is not the Holy Ghost. And your husband is not God. These two, remember them. Your husband is not God the Father. And your wife is not the Holy Ghost. If you, if you discuss everything, many of the callings of God you will not obey. 
Yeah. With your own wife and your own husband, you know, even giving. Yeah. Yeah. Giving is one of the easiest places. If you discuss it, you won't do it. Yeah. If you discuss it, you won't give. Because the wife will say, you know, this, this, that, that, that. Why? Why? Why are you giving so much to this person? So, why? Yeah. So, boy. Mercy. <laughs> why are you doing this for that? That for that. This for that. Why? Or the other way around. The wife will want to give. The husband will not want to give. And you see, ultimately, you see, if you die, you'll be surprised that your husband or your wife will marry somebody. And not even that you, but people will be asking, do you have a beloved, do you have a new beloved for your, because your, your husband is dead, they'll be asking and, and showing other potential beloveds. If you like dying, see. Peter. You cannot imagine it, you see. That if you die, if you die, no, 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 we'll find, no, no, we'll find somebody. You'll be here, she'll cry. Then after that, say, huh? No, no, come, let's discuss something. Have you seen a certain brother called Paul? When you marry Peter and it doesn't work, you can turn to Paul. Fly away, Peter. Come back, Peter. Come back, Paul. Excuse me to say. (laughs) Yeah. Discussions, as soon as you don't do something immediately, discussions begin. Thinking begins. Christ, we don't follow him by thinking. We follow him by believing. Your rewards are not for thoughtful analysis. Your rewards are for your faith. He says, by faith, they obtained a good report. It was because of the faith they had. That's why they had a good Not because they thought things out well, and they analyzed things out truly, and so on. But because they believed, and their actions are based on their belief. Your reward is not because you are good, moral, nice, kind, whatever. Your reward is because you believe. I'm not good, nice, moral, or anything. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm none of those things. I, I just believe in God. I'm trying hard to believe in Him and to follow Him. That's all. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. None of us is good enough. Try, if you like, come, I'll give you God's magnifying glass and put it over your life. The things that will come up, you will not like. Especially your inner thoughts. Some of you, a lady pastor will be preaching and you'll be analyzing her. What is the size of her hips? What is the size of her breast? Instead of receiving the word that she's received 
preaching from Timothy and Titus. You are just analyzing things. And you are in the church. When they say amen, you say amen. But you are not saying amen. You are saying amen to certain things that are in your mind. If you don't deal with that serpent by the book of Revelation, it will turn into a dry gun. But how many realize that no matter how spiritual you are, certain dragons and serpents seem to still be moving around? Raise your hand if you realize that. Yeah, no matter how spiritual you are. That is why you must have more faith than anything else. Because your faith will cover up for all your lapses. Because that's what God is marking. He's not marking morals. Although you must be moral. I'm not saying you should not be moral. You must do your best. But he does talk. Look, Noah was drunk. Noah was drunk. 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 And naked. But he built an ark. The ark he built was 15 meters high. And the ark that my church in the cathedral is 12 meters high. Noah's Ark was 15 meters high. And it was 150 meters long. The cathedral that we have is about 44 meters long. And Noah's Ark was 150 meters long. And it was wide 25 meters. And the width of the cathedral where we have is about 21 meters or 18 meters, something like that. So, Noah's Ark, this is what he built for years. God told him that I'm going to send a certain rain to wipe out every human. It will rain and rain and rain and rain and rain and rain. Noah nailed, 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 built a huge without machines, without electricity, without, I mean, laborers. He obeyed God. How God loved this man every year that he was building. God looked from heaven and said, There's only one person. And he preached and nobody minded him. The only people who joined his church were animals. <laughs> only animals joined his ministry. And don't you think God will love him? Somebody who really seems to believe. It's been 30 years you've been building. He built it for 700 years or so. Huh? 120 years he was building this ark. Can you imagine how he must have, after a hundred years of build, he must have been the laughing stock of the world. Build a huge ship on the land in the middle of the land somewhere. I mean, he must have been seen as a totally mad person. And God looked at him and loved him and loved him and loved him. He said, by faith, Noah built the ark by the which he condemned the whole world. He condemned the world with that ark that he built for 120 years. It was the greatest message of condemnation to everybody. If you wouldn't be, believe and change your ways. And he entered into the ark for seven days before it started raining. No? <laughs> and it rained for seven months. Rain came. Bible says the, the, the fountains of the deep were broken. And the windows of heaven were opened. And the floods came and the rains came down. And every human living thing was removed from the earth destroyed 
The next time this happens, it will be with fire, not with water. Because God made a covenant that I will destroy again, but not with water. Next time, it will be another thing. Fire to be dissolved. South Africa and all nations will be destroyed. Are you listening to me? Yeah. What are, what are we talking about? I was giving me. Yeah. So faith, when you faith, when you act immediately, you are able to walk by faith. And so Noah was able to just do. But you have people who have great commandments and commissions from God, but they never do anything about it. Huh? If he hadn't done it, he wouldn't have had a seed. The three guys, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And God would have had to start all over again, recreate. Already he had, he had recreated. The Bible said that God, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That was the first creation. Then he said that the earth was void. And the waters covered the whole world. It seems that there was a problem that he killed everybody with water. Then he came and said, let there be light. Let the waters separate from here, this one from here, and all that. And he started all over again. You see, and he came again. Man was still wicked. He came to kill them again. And he's come to kill us again. Mercy. <laughs> As for a man of faith, he will always be the highest with God. Me, I know I, the only chance I stand with God is to believe. I don't stand a chance with my thoughts. My, how many of you realize that your thoughts you know, to be better that it's not played? Yeah, we shouldn't bring up your thoughts. How many realize we shouldn't bring up your thoughts? Wickedness, lusts, unforgiveness. And harm. But look at the person next to you. Don't, aren't you surprised that the person has bad thoughts? Look at the person. You are surprised, isn't it? <laughs> you are wondering what bad thoughts. They have their own category of bad thoughts. Amen. All right. All right. How many are going to walk in the perfection of Abraham? Admire anybody who takes a step of faith. Amen. Example of Billy and Kumo who come to Ghana. Admire them. Yeah. Don't laugh at them. Admire them. Honor them. Say, wow. We were afraid. That's why we didn't walk on the water. Remember when Peter, Jesus said, come. All the other guys were afraid. Peter tried it at least. Even though he fell inside after a while, he tried. Yeah. The other guys were thinking, Tale, don't go. You die. This and that. Peter said, I'll go. I'll try something. Ham had no business. I said, Ham had no business. Going into his father's tent. That boy. Excuse me to say, he had no business. He should have gone. He should have gone to school. He should have gone to church. He should have done something else. But he shouldn't have gone to his father's tent to laugh at his father because his father was a very special person to God, even though he was drunk. He was 
very, very special to God. Somebody who has built an ark for 120 days and in a moment he's drinking or he gets drunk or whatever. Look, God, the way God sees it, you yourself, wouldn't you see this person? You even close your eyes to it. Don't you close your eyes to yourself many times? And you close your eyes to other people. And you close your eyes to this and to that and to that. Even when you are going to get married, you can see there's a beast in the person, but still. For the person. Mercy. <laughs> Ham had no business going into his father's tent. Every man of God has a tent where he can be himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch films he can do whatever he wants to do every man of god has a time where he can be himself <laughs> no business i say have had no business going into his father's tent what do you think That is why there are certain things I don't go with certain people. Certain things I don't say. Because they can't handle it. They can't handle it. (laughs) Somebody, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. (laughs) They can't handle it. Somebody who God really likes. Today, I want you people to see the one, somebody whom God likes. 120 years of believing with little fruits and few people ever responding. He's a favorite of God. He's number one in that list. Adam and then Noah. Adam, Abel. Even Adam, was he there? No, Abel. And then Noah, number two. By faith. They obtain a good report. May you, may you take your spiritual hammer and your spiritual nails and build acts and churches for God in your time and in your day. Let's do our very best for the Lord. Don't worry about the numbers that are coming and also the types of animals that are joining. Don't worry about it. I said don't worry about it. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. I said, that's the will of God. That's the will of God. Arise immediately. Early in the morning. I said, early in the morning. Early in the morning. When the devil sees that you are about to obey God quickly, he usually sends certain things. Oh yeah. Certain promotions, certain jobs. Certain serpents. I've seen it over and over and over. 
over and over. Every time it's that, that standard. So you just receive a great promotion, just receive a this, just receive a that. New job, new car, new this, house of that, this of that, that of this. Oh, scholarship. Oh, man. Same trick. What you must be afraid of is what your life would be like without. Don't be afraid of the green snake. Don't be afraid of the python. The viper is right by your leg. Yeah. Be careful. There are young men here. How many of you fought in the struggle? The struggle against apartheid. Peter. You're a veteran. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else who fought? Who? Comrade Peter. Are there any other comrades here? Only Peter. God, you see, your background determines your call. Because you are a struggler, God shall cause you to struggle for his name. And fight for his name. You have struggled for equality. But you shall struggle for salvation. And for souls to be saved. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Early in the morning, Abraham arose and started moving. And that's what I found. When God tells me to do things, I'll be sitting there. You see me, I'll start to record the right immediately. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I said, I'm doing it. I said, I'm doing it. Should I do it? Should I do it? Souls are dying. Think of where you would be this today. Today's 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 Friday. Today Friday. Today's Tuesday. Where would you be today? Do you want to think about it? I went to preach somewhere, one of our churches. And then, when I finished preaching, I pointed. I said, "There's a guy in front there," and I said, "God is going to use you." Then I pointed to the back. I don't know. I don't even remember. She told me. She said, you pointed to the back there. She said, you. God has a special plan for you. God is going to use you. God is going to use you. She said, when she, when, when I said that she was afraid, because she said she had a boyfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend that she was moving with. In the church. Not the boyfriend is not in the church. The boyfriend is an unbeliever. She says something, something. She said the next day when she went home, she said, ah, they are coming to expose all my sins. But I was not coming to expose. I was giving her a word for her. I didn't even know. She told me, I know. She said, Bishop, you don't remember. I said, I don't have the faintest remembrance. I don't remember even that day. Excuse me to say she said when she went home immediately she called the boyfriend she said come come now 
Ricky Z, come here now. When he came, I think he was used to his usual. She said, sit there. Sit, sit over there. Sit there. And she told him, from today, her boyfriend, she said, as she was talking, she said, as I was talking, I was shaking. I was sick. I was afraid. I said, from today, it's over. Finished. Nothing. The guy looked at her cool. He said, really? He said, you have always been religious. So I'm not surprised. So he left her. He said, every day, he said, I have to see him every day to be normal, to go to work. I used to meet him every morning, then go to work. Every morning, go to work. <laughs> she said she had to change her time of going to work to miss the guy. Today, you should see her moving in the glory of God. No, oh, yeah. Flowing. Flowing, ministering. A pastor ministering, working. Oh. She said that day, he called me from the back. He said, You, God is going to use you. That's a plan for it. Immediately. She called for the Satan in her life. <laughs> the serpent. If she had not dealt with the serpent by the book of Revelation, it would have turned into a dragon. Yeah. Sit down. Amen.